0: I am an artist living in beautiful Vermont, USA, and I have a lot of questions. So I engage the minds of the people that I meet, poets, writers, artists. I explore what's inside and share it with you. My name is Ricky McEachran, and I am eager to know. I am here with Bonnie Fairchild, who is a Vermont-based musician and music teacher. Bonnie, welcome to Eager to Know. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you here, and in addition to being those things, you are also my piano teacher.
1: (laughs) Yes, I am, and happy to be.
0: So music has really been part of your life since you were very young, like six years old. And I find this very interesting because you have what I consider an insider's view of music. Because mm. you've been doing it your whole life. Most mm. of the world is enjoying music, yes. being inspired by music, but I feel like you're probably experiencing it in it. Well, you and other people like you mm-hmm. are experiencing it in a different way because you have an understanding of how it works. And mm-hmm. I'm aware of this because mm-hmm. I just started mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. music, and mm-hmm. I'm experiencing music in a completely new way yes because I'm having to learn to play piano
1: it's interactive, yes mm-hmm. yeah m- piano music is my life really it has um, you know it has um, it has er- supported me I supported myself and my two children um, I have experienced many tragedies in my life and hardships and music has always saved me (laughs) I would say because you know you can um, it's a comfort, it's like a sound blanket that you can wrap yourself in. So when you play music, when you listen to music, yes, you can sort of go into like the memory of when you first heard this song or, or just how beautiful this piece is. But when you're actually playing the music, you're, it's, um, I, I don't know, I just, all I can do is describe it as a blanket that surrounds me and comforts me a blanket of sound so um, you know if uh, I know some people go to alcohol if you they're troubled and sad but you know what that does is it just numbs you and but when you play music and you're sad you work through some feelings and some emotions and I mean really music is very emotional it's a universal language It's Uh, I mean, I I believe that I experience some of the same emotions that someone in China or in Ukraine or Russia would um, experience, Mm -hmm. and um, so it makes me feel like I'm part of something that's bigger than me, and I don't feel so alone, you know, just by playing music. And like uh, we always say, like, if you're feeling blue, you play the blues and you'll be happy.
0: Yeah, I know you've you've mentioned that to me.
1: You know, and when I'm happy, you know, some people would just let you kick up your heels and you're you're dancing. Well, I like feel like I break into song. And so, you know, one of the interesting things about piano is because it is a percussion instrument, how to make it sing and how to make it be so uh, very expressive. Yeah. It has a larger range than any other instrument
0: yeah
1: um, you can't uh, get vibrato on it like you can a violin or a cello, but it has a warmth to it that um, you know I guess you can extend the the um, your emotional uh, the emotional quality of the instrument by the use of the pedal and
0: right? also the use of how you hit the keys. I mean, how this you, is yeah. this is one of the mm-hmm. things that I learned obviously when I start when I started working with you, I had been practicing with a book, yes. but I never had an actual lesson. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew the notes and things mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. what you have taught me and what I have most of my questions about mm-hmm. is the actual pressing of the keys. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that you can say and there's so much emotion mm-hmm. with how you press the keys. Right. And many times in our lesson, like you're actually holding my fingers and mm-hmm. that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought that. Mm-hmm. I just thought piano, it's just 88 keys. Now when you mm-hmm. t- you talked about um, emotion, would you say in how it's a he- a healing, um, mm-hmm. makes you feel better? Mm-hmm. So is, is piano or creating music, if you are in A very very dark depressed place Mm -hmm. you still would be able to create music you yeah you still would be able to
1: yeah I can I can get immersed in music yeah so um, several years ago quite a few years ago I was in a car accident a single car accident and I broke my neck and I broke C 1 2 & 5 and I was not expected to be fully functional afterwards. They were going like, wow, it's just a miracle that I'm not paralyzed or, you know. So, and I wore a halo for almost a year. Oh my goodness. For over nine months. And it was quite painful. The only thing that would ease my pain was listening to Bach. Well, That's kind of just, he's my go-to mm. and I could listen to Bach and it would transform my whole mind and my whole feelings. I would just be in the music and not, uh, am totally oblivious of what's going on around me.
0: Had you always had a relationship with Bach? Or no. was this new? No,
1: no. I'd always enjoyed Bach, but there was something about um, you know, my daughter brought to the hospital one day um, a boombox, and uh, I'd always enjoyed Bach, and I'd been working on, at that time, um, uh, the Italian concerto. So she brought me a tape, a <laughs> cassette tape that had <laughs> the concerto on it, and when I listened to that, it was just like, oh, my gosh, I am just, you know. this So whenever the doctor would come in with his apron, with all of his tools to adjust my halo... <laughs> He knew that he needed to put on Bach mm. first. He would go over there and do that. And as soon as he did that, i go like, uh-oh, we got adjustments today. And he goes, yep.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So, you know, and they stopped giving me Demerol because it just made me so sick.
0: Right. Now, one yeah. the, I want to talk about something a little bit more mechanical yeah. about music because yeah. I am new to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, I've always enjoyed music. I've been mm-hmm. inspired by music. But learning to read music and play it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the aspects to music that Mm -hmm. I find so interesting and unique Mm -hmm. is the sense of rhythm and Mm -hmm. beat and timing Mm -hmm. and that is such a big part of what you have to do. I don't think that's something that I have ever had to account for in learning things. Maybe if I had learned dance, it's mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. I've studied math, science, I'm an artist, mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. painter. Mm-hmm. I don't think that idea of rhythm is something I have ever mm-hmm. had to use that part of my brain.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So well having a good sense of rhythm and beat and pulse um, leads to flow. Mm-hmm. And Life has flow. Hmm. I mean, you walk outside, you listen to the birds, you hear, you know, the rustle of the leaves of the trees. It all just sort of flows. Yeah. And it has, it has a rhythm.
0: It does, and I think that's why I I, th- I mentioned that um, I in I hear and experience music differently mm-hmm. now that I've mm-hmm. been learning to play piano, and mm-hmm. I think it's because of that, mm-hmm. because that part of my brain around Mm -hmm. rhythm and beat Mm -hmm. has been activated that Mm -hmm. I'm really hearing it much more and it's fascinating.
1: Yes. So, um, you know, music usually goes somewhere, you know, we talk about chord progressions going from this chord to that chord. Right. Okay. Even minimalistic music. It's like a pool of water that's just circling around like that. Um, you know, it just, it's, uh, I don't know, just creates a flow. I just don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. If you don't have um, good rhythm, first of all, if you are um, uh, playing for a singer, that's okay. <laughs> that's going to be a problem. If you're playing, like, dance music, that's going to be a problem, right? If you are just wanting to keep your heart beat steady, you know, you have to have... Uh, sense of pulse Good. and flow yeah so and that's one of the more difficult parts of music I think you know especially um, because it is when you <laughs> learn <laughs> when you're learning to uh, read music okay so you're not just doing all by ear um, this is an extra step so you see these black dots on a page and you go like okay so that has meaning right Right. you know um so i can look at a piece of music and i can hear it in my head just because i've studied for so long you know i see like intervals i see the distance and i hear the melodies and i can you know i can just uh, i can tell a lot of things just by looking right and um but one of the first things that you have to get in place is the rhythm, yeah. because if you've got all the right sounds but it doesn't have the right flow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you have a list of yeah. items that we're supposed to do when we have a new piece, and mm-hmm. I think the rhythm is the first one yeah. yeah. we're supposed to Make figure sure that out. Make sure you
1: figure it out, right. yeah. And also
0: looking mm-hmm. over the whole piece mm-hmm. and seeing if if looking there's any patterns, uh, patterns yeah. and if there's anything weird
1: that yeah, I need to be right.
0: prepared for.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. Yeah. One of the most interesting and personally transformative things about learning piano is the fact that I've learned that our brains can learn really quickly, mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't realize. And I'm gonna. I, and I've talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. But if I get a piece of music, mm-hmm. and you're using all of these parts of your brain that don't necessarily normally work together. Mm-hmm. You have the beat part, mm-hmm. and then you have the um, where the note is um, on, the, on the staff, staff thank mm-hmm. you, um, which is you know, maps to which key, mm-hmm. and then you have your fingers. Mm-hmm. So there's just all of these things. And I will get a piece of music, and I will start playing it, and I will be thinking, this is impossible. There is just <laughs> no way that I am ever going to be able to do this. And mm-hmm. within an hour, mm-hmm. you can do it. And it is, and certainly I am no different than mm-hmm. anybody else. Mm-hmm. That blew me away and it really made me realize at this late age, mm-hmm. how our brains are so can learn so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that. It, yeah. I, it was so odd that piano would um, be the way that I would learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. And also I apply it now because as I encounter other challenges outside mm-hmm. of piano, mm-hmm. I'm realizing that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels overwhelming and mm-hmm. impossible. But if I just stick with it, mm-hmm. my b- piano brain mm-hmm. is going to be able to, like, piece this together, whatever the challenge right. is.
1: Right. You have to break things down into small little parcels, right? So that you can um, make progress and not just dive into something, right? Yeah. And just expect that it's going to go yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and one of the first things I mentioned was you being a good teacher and one of the many there are many Reasons why I say that. Mm. Um, certainly, pa- mm. <clears throat> patience and being a good listener. But mm-hmm. also, you really break things down mm-hmm. in a methodical way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea of learning a new mm-hmm. skill like piano mm-hmm. seems completely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it isn't in working with you. Right. Um, I know you break it up into, you know, sight reading, mm-hmm. music theory, which mm-hmm. is so interesting, mm-hmm. having like a math background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also repertoire, actually mm-hmm. the playing, mm-hmm. and everything is like broken down. And the way you mm-hmm. tell students to approach things, mm-hmm. it's always these are the number of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. numbered things that mm-hmm. you need to think about. Mm-hmm. And I very much appreciate that.
1: Well, good. Yes, it's. Uh, I had uh, some very good teachers along the way that helped me with that. Another one, uh, Rosamond Vanderlinda, who um, has became my mentor, and she uh, helped me. Um, devise a course so before anybody was really doing group piano I did uh, group piano lessons um, for four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds and then I did adult piano 101 and piano 102 and um, I learned a lot from her about how um, to break things down into manageable because many times um, I can do something and I've, I find this true now that I can play something and I can do something and but I have to really break it down if I'm going to explain to somebody else yeah. how to do that I can just do it naturally
0: right
1: you know right. or because I am just so immersed I don't know if right. I, it's, you know yeah, but, that makes sense. but to explain it to somebody you really You really, the more you know about music, the better you can explain it, the better you can explain it. And the better you'll be a musician, a better musician, you know, for it. So and you don't have to be professional, you know, to really enjoy music. I mean, really.
0: One of the things I know you were very passionate about is the Sonantina Piano Camps, Mm -hmm. which sounds incredible. And it's Mm -hmm. nearby. It's in Bennington. Um, And it's a piano camp that also has wonderful food and yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about how you got involved with that and what Mm -hmm. your involvement in it is. Right.
1: Well, I went um, as a participant in 1986. I was going through a rough patch in my life. And my parents were just beside themselves. What can we do to help you? And I said, well, you know, I haven't been playing piano. And I hear you can go to this piano camp in Old Bennington, Vermont, you can eat, breathe, and drink piano. That sounds to me like the perfect (laughs) remedy for my situation. So I went. So my parents scraped together some money to send me, and And they watched my children. And did it work? It worked. And uh, the uh, director at the time, Ryan Vanderlinda, who was head of math at Bennington College at the time, he and his wife had started the Sonatina Sonata Camps, and he took a liking to me, and he said, I love your energy, and he said, I would love you to come to some more sonatas, and I said, well, I, that's great, but I can't afford it. He said, no, you'll be my guest. I like your energy, so I would come and I would help him with various chores to do around there, and I would participate in the sonatas. So this went on for a few sonatas, and he became ill with leukemia. And he said, I just don't think I can teach at Summer Sonatina, the children's portion of the camp. Would you like to teach? So I said, well, sure. So I went and taught at Summer Sonatina for six weeks. And then...
0: And that was children you were teaching? That was the
1: children, yeah.
0: And And then... Had you ever taught children before?
1: um, I had taught children, um, yeah, one-on-one in little music lessons. But I hadn't really done, you know... Camp is a different situation than school, okay? So let's put it that way. And so then from there... um, He said, well, I think you uh, should teach at the Sonatas. I think people would really enjoy seeing you here, and um, you just have lots of interesting aspects to music to share. And so that's how I became a teacher there, and um, I love going there. They have um, some, I call them high rollers. We have concert pianists who are, you know, teachers there that come and teach for a day or two that do concerts, in-house concerts. Some very famous people have passed through. Um, and uh, I'll ha- I'm happy to say that uh, I feel uh, uh, wonderful. It's my family over there is Sonata Camps. And wow. so I it, would encourage every anyone who has any idea about um, maybe they would like to play piano. We take total beginners and very advanced. Okay. and there's short camps, there's long camps, so
0: yeah. Okay, Sorry. great. I will put the the URL in the show notes. Yes. But I am definitely interested Good. in, in <laughs> yeah. checking that out yeah. doing a piano immersion.
1: Yeah, piano immersion.
0: All right. Bonnie, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we'll be seeing each other next week. Tuesday. And, yep, and then we have my recital coming up. First recital. Yes, which I'm very. I've been practicing every day. I'm a Good. wreck. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. but no, it's been great talking mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. as always. Thank you. My name is Ricky McEcrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.